0: I can't hear you, Stefan. No. Well, you okay. Can hear
1: me I can hear you now.
0: All right. So what I was just telling everybody: is you know, we went over the Paracon, and I've been having ser- certain people on the show from that, okay. and really uh, excited to have you on the show. I was saying that your energy was great. We connected right away. Uh, I've been working with you a little bit, just kind of expanding on what. Abilities are, mm-hmm. and uh, really great to have you on the show. I was just telling everybody about transcend with Debbie, and having everyone go to your Instagram and sign up for that. Make sure they check that out as well.
1: Ah, uh, thank you, <laughs> Stefan. That was so cool of you. Thank you.
0: Uh, no problem. So, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good, thank you. I had a good day. How about you?
0: I am uh, doing good. Been uh, real busy. Kind of tired. Late nights and all that fun stuff. Yes. Uh, but it's uh, overall, I can't complain. Things are good. good.
1: I like that. That's that's hard work right there. That's, like you know, that. being humble.
0: Uh, so let's take a step back. Yes. Uh, I was telling you the other night when I do my show, I like to kind of start from the beginning and work our way forward. Okay. Uh, for mm-hmm. Multiple reasons. You know, the fans out there who are listening to the show, uh, they listen to it. And there's sometimes there's that connection between your story and their story. Yeah. And it might open some doors for them because some people are a little bit shy and not sure how they're going to tell the people. Okay, but this might be a chance for those people to understand. So, if you could take us back a little bit to tell tell us where the beginning happened with you and what you do.
1: Okay, so I am a psychic medium, medium, psychic healer, um, and I appreciate your time that you're giving me here on your show today, and for all the listeners that are here. Um, thank you so much for allowing me to be here for you guys and thank you, Stefan, for holding space. Um, as an evidential medium, it wasn't easy coming out as a medium, right? we I never knew that word. What is a psychic? What is a medium? And I just knew I was super, super sensitive, right? And with sensitivity comes anxiety because we're feeling so much. And so I would say for me, my first experience had to be around age four, four or oh, okay. five. A- and the reason I say this is because this is where I started to realize There was something more outside of this physical realm. You know, I was having kind of like this out of body experience. And I would remember, you know, we all have dreams and spirit connects to us also through dreams and they're connecting through us in our sleep. Right. And so for me as a young child, I just remember like flying in the air, like having a total out of body experience. And, you know where my body was flying and I was just like literally overseeing the whole neighborhood of where I lived it's like I was kind of just like hey this is here astral projecting I guess you know I'm just like oh this is happening I'm out here but then I realized also too that I was connecting to angels and so not fully understanding what happened um I come from a very big religious background. I have a father who's a pastor, a mother who's mm. I'm involved in church. My grandfather, mm. uh, my my father's mother, like everyone was involved in the church. And so for me, my grandmother um, walked me through it because there were also times where I may have sensed something that wasn't so pleasant or wasn't so cool, right? And so then we end up feeling a little different like okay this wasn't the so oh this is so cool where are we going kind of vibe right so my grandmother taught me how to work with the angels and so I learned to connect to all the angels when I would go to bed she would have me put each angel in each corner um, as I went to sleep and I was raised by my grandparents and so my mother was present but she was a hard single um, working mother and so at night she worked And of course, you know, I come from a big Latina background family. We have uncles, aunties, cousins. So you got to say I had the whole house. We were, you know, we were rolling deep in that house. And so at at the end of the day, my room was with my grandparents. And so my grandmother and my grandfather, that's where I I pretty much stayed a majority of my time. And so um, I had my little corner, my little space. Like, you know, everyone needs their own little space. And so I remember having Mm -hmm. my little space and sitting with my grandfather and my grandmother and they try to give me comfort because, you know, Stefan, when we do for me, anyhow, either you're born this way or something very traumatic happens or something happens in your life where our hypersensitivity awareness is like amplified. Right. And so they say, one, I was born this way, but they also say, I've also had history of things in life events that I've gone through that could have amplified my awareness. And so my grandmother was my comfort. And so she kind of gave me that like grounding stability that my spirit needed, not realizing that's what was happening for me at that time, right? Um, so that's like the first childhood memory that I was like, okay, there's something more to this just in the physical realm. That's the first time I had that awakening or awareness that there's so much more other than what's happening in front of me, right?
0: Okay, but let's let's look at that real quick. So you have a big family, yeah. You're going to uh, you know, you all live together, and the energy's got to be real tight there. So, was there anybody else experiencing uh, this kind of phenomenon as well?
1: Well, my 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 grandmother's family were we're Indian, so. My grandmother is super, super sensitive. Um, We come from that lineage, you know, of awakened women. And we're all part of like, did you see that? What was happening there? What was that? And so we all sit there and we're like, you know, as a child, I'm listening in. Well, what are they talking about? What What is it that they're seeing? And sometimes they see what we say in Spanish, cosas malos, bad things, you know. So that's all I kept hearing. Cosas malos, these are bad things happening, you know. And so for me, I was like, well, what is that? And, you know, we're, we're uh, again, stimulated in that energy in the household. Everybody feels everybody. Everybody's mad. Everybody's moody. Everybody's feeling a certain type of way because we're all just trying to get ourselves situated. Right. And so, yeah, my grandmother was very, very um, awakened and how, but again, those words were never used medium. um, Her sister was extremely like me where I'm like her. And she could talk to those that passed on, but you know, those that didn't understand it, oh my god, that's bad, you know, yeah, you don't do that, or you know, so we had the we had those members were like, Oh no, you don't you don't touch that or you don't play with that, you know. So for me, I have both the religious, the religious side of like, okay, let's pray, let's let's do our candles, and always the positive, and then you have the mediumship where you're talking to the souls that passed. And then you have the unknown, which is the mystery of like, you know, fam- we have had family members experience severe uh, paranormal stuff in a home that was owned. And so it was very frowned upon because they didn't have the knowledge or the education that was needed um, back then, right? And so we didn't have you, we didn't have your tools, we didn't have all those things, but we did have prayer. They did have uh, my mother's, um, I believe his pastor went there and, and performed some type of um, ritual of some sort. And that I, I hear as an adult that it helped, which was nice. But, um, you know, you always hear the little stories behind the scenes. So I'm, I'm definitely one of those girls who've been around it.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So as a child, you uh- you're, like you said, you're, you're experiencing all this different stuff. Your senses are heightened. Mm -hmm. Um, What about uh, when spirits were making contact with you? What was your impression of what was happening with that? Like, were you, were you sure that they were spirits and not, you know, people trying to talk to you? What, what was the difference you're going through?
1: You know, I want to say for me as, as I continue to grow up and, you know, I was one that um, felt everything. So for me, I was always that sensitive child, like I, I didn't involve myself in things because I had that just knowing like, this wasn't going to be okay. So it was more Mm -hmm. the knowing younger, and more of like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go, I'm not going to get in that car, or I'm not going to go to that person's house, right? I would say later Mm -hmm. in life, did I realize that I was communicating with actual souls? You know, I know that I connected. But i didn't understand it so i'm going to go a little ahead and start saying around 15 15 16 i met a lady and this lady has been we will say my spiritual advisor the the healer of the town right and you know for me the way we participated, the family, we would go, we would get our cards read, we would eat bambulse, and we would bring her coffee, we would sit there, or we'd be like, How are you doing? What's going on? And she would do her little cards, mm-hmm. and you know, she had her little vessel, mm-hmm. what we say, a cup of water, and she was able to read the water, and she had her candle burning, and she was able to read the candle. So I will say around 15 is when I really, really started to awaken even more because, you know, the more we're around it and we more embraced it, the more it opened, right? And, Absolutely.
0: So,
1: and so for me, I was like, wow, we can read candles. We can do the water, like, you know, but she was a prayer. She was someone that prayed. She was a woman of God. And she, even though, you know, we, she did the cards and she she was a very, um, I would say an amazing woman for me. She was someone that I will look up to Um for me at that time, you know, we always need that support and that guidance from someone when we're feeling a certain type of ways. And she was that support for me. And so, you know, she would go in her cupboard or she would give you a little something, something, some little tricks here and there. And so I started to learn what I didn't know then was magic, but but for me, I just thought it was prayer and we're, we're asking for God to protect and to be with us. Right. So for me, I didn't realize that I was in that manifestation state then at 15 or you were looking at what to prevent, if anything was coming to the surface or stuff like that. So there were moments where it was like when the candle got dark or things were like, oh, my gosh, something bad is happening. we got to cleanse that, you know, but not understanding. But um, I will say around 15, Stephon.
0: It's when I started to really, really happen for me. Cool. Fifteen, you know, 15. That's, that's one of those ages of awakening where you're kind of tuning into what's what's happening next around you. And so I'm sure that really um, kind of woke you up a little bit as because as, as, you're going through life changes and yes. all these things are happening through your life at the same time. So it must have been pretty, pretty intense trying to manage all that stuff.
1: You know, it's interesting You you say that. It's interesting that you say that because for me, I don't know what that is. For me, I actually was able to, um, I don't even know. Give me one second, Stefan. I don't know what that is. What? Oh, you don't hear it. Okay. Thank you. Something was ringing and buzzing in the background, so it threw me off. I apologize. Um, For me, what happened was... um, was a little different. My life started very early, Stefan. So I was on my, I know I said I was raised by my grandparents, but you know, with life circumstances and situations, I ended up um, living with friends at 14. So I was already doing my thing at 14 years old. So this lady at 15 was guidance to me. And she was a family member friend. And her being that family member friend, she kind of helped give me that guidance. So when you say 15 was one of those important moments, it was a very crucial moment for me because this is where um, life really people, you know, you're supposed to be having fun and enjoying your youth. And for me, it was about, OK, where am I going to stay today? Do I have my stuff to take care of myself? And, you know, I'm 14. People don't know this about me. I'm a very, I'm, I was out there very active publicly playing sports. And no one knew that I was in that situation of where I was living with people and friends and just, hey, you know, doing my thing and stuff. So at that time, I'm assuming for me, that's why I was awakening even more, right? When your life circumstances hit you in that way. So it's like, okay, when in doubt, go to God. You got to pray in your faith. You have to stay in that faith even more so when you're going through something even deeper, right? And so, yep. and for me, my my awakening and my stuff was more like whoosh, I had to stay in faith. I had to stay positive regardless of the circumstances in my situation. I had to stay in that, you know, for sure. So, God, look at that crucial time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're you're out there, you're fourteen, you're you're experiencing life. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you ever start using like uh cards and stuff? Were you reading from oracles or were you just using your own senses?
1: So when that started happening, I started doing the candles and I could read the candles and then I can read the water. And so I will say now we're going to jump a little ahead. Is that OK? We're going to skip the 15 and freak we're going to go into the 20s because that's where okay. it really starts to open up. So okay. that's when you start to freak out and you're like, OK, you you want to hear Debbie freak out? Boy, I was at Sunday church with Father George at St. Anthony's every Sunday getting holy water and a blessed candle. <laughs> Let me tell you, I made sure I scrubbed my floors with that holy water. I love to keep my floors clean. And I would definitely be in there like, I see people everywhere. Where are all these people coming from? And my husband's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, they were coming from the clouds. They were coming from the house. They were like everywhere, right? And so that's the awakening that you're wanting. That's the from the 15. We did a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Okay, they, they took me in a little slow. And they're like, girl, are you ready now? Okay, so I would say around 2021, I definitely had a full on awakening and it, it, I didn't understand it. I did not. I thought bad things were happening to me. I freaked out. I was like, oh, my gosh, God, I would sit at church. I would do the father, the son, the Holy Spirit. And I would sit there by myself and I would pray and I would sit with God and I would talk to God. And I just let spirit come close to me and I have peace in that. So I then I no longer was afraid. Um when I eventually went to work and I kind of put it away, I tucked it away, you know, we go through those stages where we don't pay attention. You still get awakened. You still have, you still sense, you still know, you're still aware, you're still part of it. Um, I started working at a local store that was at the Esplanade back in the days. You remember the Esplanade back
0: in the day? Yeah, I
1: remember that place. So I used to work at an angel store in there. And in that angel store, this man was a medium. And again, I still did not understand. I did not know what the word medium was. I just knew I could see and do the and feel and know these things, right? I still didn't know. Yep. And so I'm in this store. I'm like, oh my God, this man is awesome. Look at him go. He's just reading left and right. He's standing in the middle. His wife was there. And I started to help out. And as I started to help out, I would dust the little angels and they would make the little oils and they would make all these little tools and their mm-hmm. pendulums and their crystals. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Cause I wasn't raised that way. You know, we were, we, I wasn't raised around the, the cards, and, and at that point, you know, the way they did it, it was different because they didn't use the cards. They were intuitively tapping it, in, right? They were, they were trusting spirit and getting spirit. We we're like, okay, how did that happen? How did you do that? No longer were in the card mode. Now we're spirit and, and soul, right? Soul to soul. And so, I started to awaken and started doing readings and I too was feeling stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, that was when I did my first reading. And I was like, I was accurate. And the guy was like, whoa. And the store owner was like, did she just do that? Like, where did that come from? It's so it's like, it just was bursting out of me to come out, right? Like, you just, you know, when you first awaken, you're like, I need that crystal. I need this angel. I want this necklace. I need this bracelet. And you get all excited because you want to go buy every little thing because it's just, it just feels right, right? So that mm-hmm. was my awakening. That's my awakening. That was where I was like, whoa.
0: Then everything would just seem to be supercharged at that point, right? Yes. Bring all the energy to you and stuff.
1: Yes. And and I'm a hyper person as it is. So I'm a very, very hyper person. And so that just, and, and you know, for me, I'm just like, let's go. That's so cool. Like I go to work, everyone's like, you're so smiling. You're so happy. And I'm just, you know, I could have had, and I, and I always say this, I think it's because of my life history. You know, you go through life with not having, and you have to build. And so I was in a grateful place in my life, of where I was, you know, the little things make me happy. And so when people, um, for me, it's just different because I, I experienced loss and grief and tragedy from a young age, you know, and so I've learned to go through that and to walk that. And I believe that's important in our, in our job because as a medium or as a paranormal um, investigator, we're tapping into that grief. We're tapping into that sorrow, that personality, that emotion. We're tapping into the whys and what's happening to that soul or that person. So I definitely have what we call a library of life experiences. And I'm very grateful to just be where I'm at today. You know, we win some, we lose some. And this is what you get from all that, those scars, you know, a happy person just doing her thing.
0: That's awesome. And it's a good point that you mentioned that, you know, even doing stuff as a paranormal investigator, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't think about those kind of effects. You know, they're everyone's got their gear, that they, they've got their, their practices that they think they want to do in their head. They'll go into these locations, you know, with their gear and they're focusing on that, but they're not realizing how much the environment they've just put themselves in uh, with that active spirit coming to them. Like you said, the energy, sometimes it's happy, sometimes it's very thick and depressing. You know, and we put ourselves in these environments, we're electric beings, and we're we're taking that energy, and we're attracting it to ourselves. So the more we're in those environments, the more those feelings can affect us. And a lot of people don't even think about it. They're like, well, I'm not psychic or an empath. Well, Well, technically, we all are to an extent, you know. Whether wow. it's we started that way and we just didn't do anything about it, it's kind of tapered off, you know, where it's on the back burner. Or whether it is something that we we embraced and we work yes. worked and worked and work to hone our skills, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're equally being affected. So I yes. think a lot of people think about that.
1: I think it's important. I'm, I'm so glad you're, we're talking about this because could you imagine how many people go into a trance where the – where if you know somebody and all of a sudden their personality changes, right? So I'll give you an example. I do trance, I love trance, and trance healing is, is like one of my favorite things to do. I love it. And if I didn't understand it, oh my gosh, and you don't have it controlled, mm-hmm. what can happen? I was in the car, I have I have family, they love to have a good time, they'd be having some drinks and going out, and all of a sudden they sober up and I'm laughing. Like crazy, and I don't drink. And I'm like, I feel like I had a couple of drinks, or I felt like my personality changing. I'm like, and they look at me like, How did that just happen? So we definitely become that oneness and we blend and we meld with spirit so closely. And when that happens, if you're in that situation where it is negative, where it's hostile, that person's going to behave hostile. Um, You want to look at the body movements of the body. How are their body moving? Is it them? Is it their personality? Did they move this way? Did they walk this way? Did they have a swag to them? Because that's going to happen. You know, when I do readings, I'll start moving my body. or like, oh my gosh, this is how this lady sat. I'm going into the chair. And and it's very true because you, as a paranormal Mm -hmm. investigator, will feel that. The more you do the work, the more they come closer to you. You're asking them to talk to you. And that's how simple it is. It's just the, the intention, the intention of why we're connecting to spirit and giving them that opportunity to hear um, their story. We are the voice. We are the connection, the conduit, the vessel for them to get those unhealed wounds if you're dealing with, an, we say, a uh, um, attachments or we're dealing with things of less than you know a hurt grief there's oh and there's always positive stories don't get me wrong but if it's going into a deeper room where you touch there's more of a deeper wound you know and so you really are going to be that vulnerable person to walk into those spaces for sure you and people don't know that like how many people can go and be looked at as with mental illness when they don't know that they're just really gifted. And I I know there's a fine line there, but it's those things got to be looked at too, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because it's all with the mind too. It affects your, your, the neurons in your brain, all this spirit energy, you know, Mm -hmm. how many times have I been to the place and I'm, I'm somewhere, and I start feeling lightheaded or I started feeling mm-hmm. pressure, headache coming from nowhere, you know, mm-hmm. um, there was a place, there was a time where I, I, I was in a closet and I started feeling sick. And then I started like gagging and choking. And then I found out that I was standing in a spot where somebody hung themselves. So it's like, oh, okay, uh. I'm picking up on this and I'm in this environment because that's the environment that spiked in that room. So all that residue was still in there. Mm-hmm. I kept in everything out of dinner and all of a sudden it just starts spiraling up. I'm feeling yes. the effects of what happens. It's very yes. common.
1: Yeah. And we release through our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth. And so like coughing is releasing the debris. It's not Your body is naturally, physically releasing, right? And when I do that and I'm doing a reading and there's something that's like hitting me and my eyes will start to water and I'll start to choke, choke like that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, please go. Like, let's get this out. Let's get this out right. And so, I was taught um, that you can drink water, and the water with the intent to purify any debris while you're working, and the water will push the debris out. So, that's a little trick, Stefan. I, <laughs> need I your
0: body. Yeah,
1: okay. because water is medicine. It's a purification, right? So, the wa- and our body needs it. So, if you're ever in a situation where you're in that again, it's like, where's my water? Let me flush this. And as with the intent, mm-hmm. this water will release those the residue and the debris that you're in. So, that's a good yeah. tip.
0: It's like getting out the toxins. Yes. You know, the toxins <laughs> you've taken in on the, on, on the investigation, or yeah. not even on the investigation. You know, as you're sitting there and you're meditating, you're focusing on energy. If you start um, trying to connect with spirit energy, bringing it in, same thing. You don't have to go anywhere. It could just come to you, and you could be in the essence of that energy of the spirit, and that energy is going to affect you because we're all these these beings that are they're conducting energy back and forth. Yeah. In a lot of ways, that's how we connect as a spirit form, not so much with the human form, which is a solid but with the connection of the energy that we transfer back and forth with each other.
1: Yes. And that's what's important. I love that you say that because a lot of people don't realize that when you are connecting to someone on a mediumship level or a, um, let's say psychic reading, there's a soul connection from my soul to the soul of your loved one on the other side, right? There's a soul to soul connection. You're in, you're blending auras from me to you. You're giving me permission to come into your space. I always tell people, you know, it's like the Equifax. How many people you want running your credit? You know, like you're giving me that permission. You're it's like, there's that trust that love that's coming to you that who are you welcoming in to say hey I can I see you I feel you and I understand you it takes a special person to be able to hold space to be able to recognize your soul and their soul as one because we are we're all one and we're all connected yeah it's a big deal when you're connecting in a mediumship psychic world People just don't understand how valuable and how beautiful and how important it is that we stay clear and we're we're open to the goodness of that message for your soul, right? It's just a beautiful process.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what I think, you know, the connection is. Because like you said, we're all intertwined. We're all yes. part of the fabric of not only life, but the just Conscious existence, period. Collectively. You know, world, mm-hmm. The next world, the next world after that, we just go on and on and on. Yes. Nobody ever asks about that. Like, hey, I know we, we're living in this world, then we die and then we do this. Well, is there a point after that where we kind of die again and then we turn into something else or they just keep going and we get becoming a bigger, bigger beacon of light? I mean, who knows? But Could that's you
1: imagine like how we grow if, if spirit is, is like, we're already unlimited, if you believe we are unlimited, right, if you believe that now, so our soul can expand out so big with our auric field. And, you know, the more we sit in that power, and we expand our energy out like that meta form of meditation, it's like, could you imagine what happens when you're going into that next realm and to that eternal life of what life is like. Have you, have you ever had a vision of, of the spirit world? It's, I've got glimpses of it from different clients and it's like, I see gardens and just like this beautiful flowery place. And depending on the person, it's so different, right? It's like really going to open it up there. Huh? <laughs> Stefan, have so, you ever seen that? So
0: I'm a teacher at the university of magic test. And it's kind of like an online Hogwarts for mm-hmm. Uh, school of magic and stuff and I'm one of their teachers and recently did uh, a couple of classes on near death experiences and I've I've talked to a lot of people that I know personally who have died and come back and we're talking about what it's like on the other side it's it's kind of like here but not mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and I was I made a joke and I said well it's amazing cuz uh they must have great gardeners <laughs> because everybody talks about These lush greenscapes, the grass Mm -hmm. is so perfectly green. Yes. Sky is so perfectly blue. Yes. The water is so tranquil. You know, it's it's like a lot of things we have here, but like way better and more perfect. Clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I hear that a lot. Trees, grass, water, a lot of the same elements we have here, which is amazing because it's all meant uh, elemental energies. So it's all coming from like the earth, you know, the life. living ground.
1: Yes, uh, living
0: air, life. The air got the ions in it. It's living. Fire burned is a highly charged ion, like electricity in it. Um, yeah. water, it's current, it's living. You know, yeah. everything around us is, is is living organisms. It all has spirit attached to it. So whether it's this world, the next world, whatever you want to call it, it's all connecting together and it's yes. all kind of the same you know it's, all, it's amazing
1: yeah I've getting glimpses of it every now and then and when I work with clients and you know I remember one of my mentors recently said she goes well you know we're doing readings so you think you're connecting but there's so much more behind the scenes that happen there's healing happening there is not only healing but there are other things happening while we're holding space for someone right And some of us are open to see it and some of us are not. Um, I had a family member who was actually in transition while I was in reading and doing a reading. And I just kept getting her timelines, boom, 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 of different life events that she had kept close to her heart. And so that's kind of how like an evidential medium for me, how I work. I get the glimpses of, okay, this is important. They would understand this. This is a memory that they'll remember. This is something that's significant for them. And so... I was given that opportunity to see that for myself. And I, I don't, I've never really had that happen. And if it did it, it I missed, made, I could have missed it. Right. And so when this happened, I was just like, so honored and so in awe of like, just thank you for witnessing this. And that's a blessing and a miracle for allowing me to be part of that. Right. It's like, Wow not knowing that she was passing, not knowing she was sick, not knowing she was in the hospital, but I was getting the the message, the information. So, yeah. Spirit is very intelligent. They know who, who they can connect to.
0: They just kind of tuned in all the time. So mm-hmm.
1: it's
0: like an uh, automatic tethering. Yes. tethering everything. yes. Awesome. So let's talk about... Uh, the type of trans mediumship that you do. I know the other okay. night, we're, we're at uh, our, our late dinner after our shoot. We were talking a little bit about that. So for the listeners out there and you guys are listening to uh, my darkest hour, and hopefully you're watching the podcast as we are filming this. Um, one of the things that Debbie does is that the trans shift and that's when you get into a certain state and you actually, uh, let the energy affect you. And some people say you can... Faces can contort to different people, all that kind of stuff. I've seen some amazing uh, stuff like that. But tell us what you do when you do that kind of work.
1: Okay. Um, and again, we're going to go back to born this way. This happens. When you're a healer, you're working, you know, spirit's going to come through because you're that channel. And Perfect. so... For me, um, when I became Reiki trained, I will go back to 2014, I really started to open more into my my journey. Went from my Reiki master um, certificate teacher, so I, I teach. I also started to do my mediumship circles. I also connected to my shamanic healer and I went into self-care and self-healing. And so when I started to do those things, um, I went into goddess attunements. You know, here we go again. Debbie's I'm that girl. Let's do it. You get all excited again. You're like revved up. You want to do it all, right? So then you go into that dark night of the soul, and you're really doing that deeper healing work, and you're really in there. And, and I did all that. And when you go through that, you're rebuilding from a new And you're letting spirit really bringing your faith back to spirit and letting them come close. And for me, I learned in the healing, you let your healer guide or spirit come in and they can bring in the healing like, what? We can heal with spirit? Like what? You know, like I never knew this. And so for me, I'm like, oh, I'm at the beach. I'm like, all right, spirit guys. Like, come on, y'all. Y'all got my permission. Come on in. You know, I'm sitting there at the beach and I'm having this full on awakening and I'm letting spirit come real close. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Who are you letting in? Mm -hmm. For me, I was just like, you know what, spirit, I welcome you. I welcome you. I love Padre Biel. So I welcome Padre Pio. I welcome my spirit guys, right? Like my healers. And so I let them come close. And so I did that for many, many years. Because you heard a piece of my story in the beginning, you know? Life wasn't that great. So when you learn to self-care and you take time to bring stillness and you have that mind frame of taking it to another level and you're ready, and this is what I did. I dived in. I had a team. I did the training for myself with the recce and all the deeper healing, the drumming, the prayers. And, you know, even to the physical point, you got to take care of your physical self. You got to go in, talk talk things out. You know, you got to get that professional. And I did it all. I, I welcomed my team to help me process my history. And so when I go into trance, yes, my face changes. And, you know, I never knew that happened. I, I was like, friends would be like, whoa, did you see that, Debbie? You're like this. Big old alien. I was like, what What are you talking about? Like an alien? What do you mean, bro? Like I'm just all holding space, right? And so what happens is when I go into um, a session, I give permission for my guides and your guides to come closer. I give permission for me to connect to your ancestors, my ancestors, so that everything is done for the highest good. So when I'm holding space, I'm giving permission for whoever needs to come in and to allow the healing to go in the way that it needs to organically and naturally. And that's the best way to do it because sometimes in trance, trance heals something that's within the affecting us physically due to an emotional response. Again, we'll say that if we're suffering from something emotionally and it's affecting us physically, that is when the deeper trance comes in. Okay. When we go into the Reiki, that's more of a lighter relaxation. There's, you know, we have different guides that we connect to, whether it be a Sui, Takata, Hayashi, that's the Reiki. Now, with trance, you're going to go into a healer guide. You're going to come in with a doctor, psychic surgeon, whoever needs to come in to do the work that needs to be done. If you believe in psychic surgery, you believe in that layer of deeper work, right? And, and let's say what happens. I remember not being trained at one point with this and it was happening because spirit is intelligent and they knew what was up right this girl goes debbie i see lights everywhere it was almost like i was surgically being worked on i couldn't move my arms and it was just this bright bright light i said oh my god girl i don't know what that was i don't know but you're getting worked on so and it happens like that at a lightning speed so the work is done. It's not like you're sitting there for hours. It's just very, very fast. It's very intelligent, and they know what to do, right? So for me, I had an incident, and I I don't know if it was confirmed or valid. It's a mystery, right? We'll say. I remember coming out, my hair was white, all right here, and I was like, whoa. And I knew I was really elevated, almost like in this deep, deep sedated feeling of like relaxation when you're in that deep, deep trance. Right. And so for me, I was like, oh, my gosh, am I going go ground? Can I go ground? I'm going to get out of this. Like, come back down, girl, come back down. Right. So when you're first getting in it, it's like really just this peaceful, relaxing state because that's the deeper healing. We're sometimes put to sleep. Where sometimes, you know, I get clients snoring because that's the deeper healing. Sometimes we don't get to see what's happening because the work is going into that layer. I can see the layer, the layer, stuff being pulled out from the chakra system, just shooting out like quickly. And so it goes from the chakra system and then it goes and it's like almost like the body goes back. It's really a trip when you see it. It's like everything just opens and then it goes. So then it closes back. So. I have been given that opportunity to be the observer and I see all the people come in and all the, the ancestral people come in and they do the work and it's, it's a beautiful process because as the person that holds space and is, is the vessel, we are getting that lightning connection. I too am a receiver. I'm receiving that love from above. And so everyone is getting connected to that angelic realm and it's just a deeper way of healing. Um, I got trained with this by like on a deeper level with two other teachers. Um, Amazing lady by the name of Jennifer Rose. Beautiful lady, beautiful soul. Um, And that was in person with her and another gentleman by the name of Michael Mile. And then I also had a full on we'll say, I I think it was a year with another teacher by the name of Lillian. I think it's Morales Suarez. I'm not sure of the last name, but I have, I have, always try to make sure that I got the right information to understand it and that there'd be integrity and that nothing at first when it happened, I was like, Oh my God, bro, I'm going to hurt you. Oh my God. This is like, what's happening. Right. Like, cause it's like, you're seeing stuff that that's not Reiki, That's not Reiki. What is that? Right. So for me, when that happens now, it's like, it's been a couple years that, that I've been doing this. And so I just honor it and I trust it. And know that it's not me. And that spirit knows what to do. And so I always work with my healer guides, your healer guides, and they know what's up. Those are your teams of people. And that's my team of people. And it's like an agreement and a contract. We're going to do what needs to be done. And that's all it is to it. And we don't got to put a label to it let them come in and do what needs to do, what needs to be done. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: So picking up on human energies and stuff like that and the elements and stuff, I do you, Come, ever come across, uh, nature spirits and stuff?
1: You know, when, when I first started to do this work, um, and the shamanic, will say shamanic journey, because I did some shamanic journey and they talk about the plant medicine and they talk about the rock people. Right. And you go into that meditation. There's always a medicine that's going to come in. I remember getting moss and I was like all entangled in it, and I was like, why am I seeing this? Why am I all up and wrapped up in moss? What's happening? You know, not not knowing that there's medicine there. under It's like an animal totem. Right. How why are they appearing to you? How can you work with them in your um Work? Why are they presenting themselves to you? So there's always a reason we're making that connection. There's always a reason. So you always kind of take a minute to pause to understand why is that medicine coming to you? And then you and if you don't know it, then you Google it and you say, okay, how can I work with this in my my life in the now? Right. So yeah, I have connected to different elements of the earth. Yes, um, I definitely done a lot of work in the earth. <laughs> I've definitely journeyed you know, into the different layers of the work. Yes. So I'm going to say yes.
0: Cool. Yeah. I just was curious about that because, you know, we come out, we always talk about uh, human spirits and different type of energies like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we never really talked about the the nature spirits, you know, the the, the, the folklore kind of stuff, the, the fairies, the gnomes. Yeah. The those are, those are uh, things that I've come across in my 30 year career. Of doing this but uh you, know, you always thought about them I mean, the stories but when you come face to face with it you're like whoa what's, what's really going on here
1: well the fairies for me i know like when i was in a garden like when i would meditate or i would go out um for me it's very fun very light very bright like little little lights it's almost like you know how you have the little sparklies like ding, ding, like, like Peter Pan, literally like a Peter Pan moment, right? So for me, when I connect to that, it's more of like a mystical, magical theme for me when I connect. And it's more like in the garden. It's more like when I'm out in that area. Um, so I definitely had my share of connections. The gnomes, yes. Um, if you're talking about the, um, what are the gar- what are those, that's a diff. is that, what are those people, the guardians? The guardians, there's different guardians. I've seen those as well. Um, there's I'm a
0: guardian.
1: I, I think I'm going into a different realm there. I think I think I, I don't know, like the gargoyles. Thank you. Gargoyles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've yeah. Very, very features of protection. Yes,
1: yeah, so I, I definitely have seen different, different types of spirit work. Uh, we'll say spirit. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, does that energy feel? Kind of the same, or is it more magical, so to speak? So, you
1: know, to be honest, I've had my share of connections to different things, we'll just say. The, and mystery, unknown, right? So when you, there is a different film, There's some that are dense and some that are heavier. So you're going to know, especially like in a reading, I'll give you an example. It's like, oh, I have your dad. Boom, the energy shifts and a woman comes in. So there's a slight shift that comes in when you're connecting. And it's the same for each each type of um, soul connection that you're making, whether it be a fairy, whether it be the earth, whether it be the stars or the planets, how, what are you connecting to? There's definitely going to be a shift in that energy for sure. Um, when I'm working with the angels, it's so light, it's so bright, it's so different. When I'm out in my, my animal totems and I'm journeying and I'm going into that that deeper wounds it's definitely definitely heavier energetically it's more mucky it's more dark it's more of if you're looking at it energetically it's what we call either slime or like you know that disease illness gray area right Mm -hmm. and so there are layers to the work most definitely and it's the same when you're connecting Mm -hmm. um how you work and how you're connecting everybody's different everybody feels different um but spirit is always a beautiful sense a feeling to me it's just different. I was just giving you the different examples of how it can shift. So for me, spirit is—I love it there.
0: Spirit, my place. Spirit.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. spirit, spirit. Is, I love it there. There's no that's, fear for me awesome. there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. You yeah. know, as long as you can walk into an environment and feel like yeah. you're on the same level with everything, uh, that makes it pretty easy. Some places you go yeah. to and some things are fighting. Uh, They don't want to be on the same level. Sometimes they're 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 pushing away because they don't want to, you know, communicate or whatever. And and I get it. Some spirits are like that.
1: Yeah, I definitely went through something like that at one point earlier in my years, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was arguing with spirit, and it was someone I knew, and I was like, bro, like that's your opinion. Keep going, (laughs) keep it moving, and and that stayed with me because I was like, wow, I really just had an argument with spirit, right? Um, Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. like, Like.
1: Yeah. I'm like, who does that? Like, come on, like, leave me alone. But um, it's true. Like, There's no judgment. You know, when I go in, there's no judgment. And that's important because you don't want to go in there with an expectation or a feeling of things need to be a certain way. It has to be the what authentic and true of what comes through. And that's really important is you're honoring the voice of spirit, whether you like it or not. And what's being said is not our place to correct or change it. Um, Definitely, there's a mindfulness that comes through. But You're always honoring without no judgment.
0: Yeah. And like I said, a lot of people who are getting into the paranormal world, um, it's not just running in with all your tools and stuff and trying to get pictures and away you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Really trying to help people. You're you're going in almost as a counselor.
1: You're not Mm -hmm. only trying
0: to help the people who are haunted, but the people who are doing the haunting. Yes. Because there's some kind of miscommunication there, I and mean, you, you have to come in there and work with both of them to find that level of coexistence. What's that happy medium? Like, what are we What are we doing here? Yeah, the spirits mad because they're the people are living in the house and they don't want them there. But
1: you know, the other the old spirits need to realize
0: that these people are coming in and taking over to continue uh, to keep an eye on the place and to keep it new and stuff. So there's always that understanding between the two that you have to work on as an investigator to make happen.
1: It is very, very true. And you're going to, and this is where the growth comes in where the healing is so important. I always believe mediumship is about healing and whether the message being said, there's healing there. However you get that message. I think I saw on a show, you know, this guy was holding um, the ashes and they put the little voice box and the girl was, um, feel haunted in some way by the father, but the message came in and, and it said at the end, I love you. And then finally she softened. You know, her spirit like was oh like, man, that was what that's what he said to me before he passed. You know, so I was like, wow, like those little words, those memories, that's 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 like um that's the deep root of whatever she was still holding on to. And that investigation that was done was Allowing her to step forward and to release whatever, um, again, there's that word attachment to her, to that. They were helping her get rid, like not rid, but to let go, Mm -hmm. to spread the ashes in a way that would be loving and memorable. And so for me, that gave her another awareness and expansion to look at it differently and know that he was um, at rest and peace now. And it's like, hey, let's give him peace. Let's give you peace. Let's keep it, let's move it forward. So, and that was a paranormal show. So there's definitely healing in this work and you are the counselor and you're that in-between person because now you also have to be mindful of what we call a sitter, who's in front of you, who you're talking to. And some people may not even be ready for the message. Some people may not have had that connection to the father or the mother, or, you know, there was uh, arguments or disagreements. And then you're touching on a story that, you know, Hey, I have your dad here. I know that he was not a man that hugged you or loved you, but he's saying, I love you now. And it's like, man, that didn't sound like him at all. You see how different it is. There's such a healing component that comes in because that's what they need in the now. So there's always a healing, in all of this work.
0: And that's true. You know, those spirits pass and even if they were difficult and hard headed on this side mm-hmm. do that transition, the energy changes. Mm-hmm. They stop up a little bit. There's there's a sense of consciousness and understanding. Uh so I think they let them guard a little bit and look at things from a different side, literally and go, yes. oh, you know, oh, you know, it's not that bad. You know, the blah blah blah, you start acceptance starts happening. You start yeah. becoming one on one. You know, You don't want to fight about it as much. You want to understand it more and and embrace it, you know, to be the connection.
1: Yeah, it's the grief. And that's what it's really about. Our, Our soul, when we go through grief, whether it be through a loss of a loved one, circumstances, situations, those stories that are unraveling and being told, however they're being shared, is the healing that takes place. Um, whether it be through a psychic, a medium, a paranormal investigator. However, um, what we call a storyteller or a weave walker, right? When we're doing this work, we're getting triggered in that one word or that little thing that needs to be that seed that's planted to allow that healing to take place. And sometimes we touch on those little trigger points, not on purpose, because that's what needs to be touched on so that the healing and the unraveling can begin.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely mm-hmm so let me ask you when you're when you're doing the channeling and stuff and the spirits talking to you and they're trying to tell you to relay a message have you ever received a message that you didn't want to relay to the person yes
1: um well we had when they're harsh in their arguments you know and they're like shouting like get out of here or like f you and i was like whoa what was that about like yeah so i was like i held that in but there was one um And it had to do with, I I do readings in the spiritualist church, right? And so I was in a spiritualist church and I was reading and you, it's a very delicate audience. You have a, you're in the church and you're being respectful. There's a mindfulness between spirit and you and, the group of people that are presented for the gallery right so there's probably about 60 some plus people will say and i'm here and i'm doing this reading And this mat you can tell he had the father that was definitely um was not involved in his life so immediately now you're having to fight through his layer of his guard like oh, oh no this just came in like whoa but he knew he was coming he knew who he was who was coming in but it was um a suicide and so I didn't talk about the gun. I didn't bring in the gun. And my teacher goes, well, Debbie, why didn't you bring in the gun? I said, because I didn't know. I didn't want to hurt nobody's feelings inside the church. You know, you could, you feel bad because you start to feel the emotions that come with that um, self-inflicted. I'm so sorry I wasn't the father. Or I'm so sorry um, I chose this way, right? Or. I did this and so instead of saying there was a gun I said okay well there's a box and there's a red a red cloth would you understand this box that something was in and so I needed I didn't go into the evidential piece of what happened of what was necessary for them to hear and so that was her saying to me Debbie spirit is very intelligent and they know what they're ready to hear and they're not going to give you that evidence and this needs to be said and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Okay, next time I'll say the gun is there." <laughs> but it's the environment, the mindfulness, the setting. Who, who, you know, you have people of um, that are illness and older, and there's different crowds of people. So I was just trying to stay mindful of where I was in the read. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. I wish I would
1: have. I wish I would have said there was a gun though, because I was like, "Girl, are you in trouble."
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But it's true, you know. You got to be cautious of what you're doing with that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, awesome. So we're running out of time. We've got about two minutes left. I know that the show goes quick. It's only an hour. No, um, thank you. For those who are listening, uh, and you who are watching, you're watching my darkest hour. And my guest tonight has been Debbie Romero from Transcend. With Debbie on Instagram, a great uh, little show that she does. And what night do you do your show?
1: You know, I do it usually on Thursday nights and I do Sunday mornings. So I kind of fluctuate between Thursdays and Sundays. And then you can see me like I'll try to go through all platforms to make sure everybody is not missed. So I'll bounce back and forth from Medium, Deborah Romero, Facebook, TikTok, and then back to IG. And then I'm trying to stream it onto my um, YouTube. So I'm working on the YouTube now, but I really love um, bouncing around and just holding space for everybody and just being there of service for spirit.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So then they can reach out to you there. If they have any questions, or they can just find you on all those platforms.
1: Totally. Yes. Um, If you just DM me, Mm -hmm. I don't have a website yet, but I'm really good about getting back to you. Um, So yeah, if you need anything from me or if there's something I cannot do, I work with a lot of different people that have so much awareness, knowledge, passion, and inspiration that if I can't, if I don't know it, it's not my area. I'm sure I'll get you to somebody that can help you. Like, let me help. Let me get you here. Let me get you there. So it's like the directory.
0: Absolutely, that's why I call it networking. We're yes. all together and we all do different things. So yeah, that that we it, got uh, to. Really
1: you know, that's it's important that we in this work in this field that we take care of each other and we support each other, and it's important that we continue to uplift each other because if we don't, then who will? So mm-hmm. it, it, I, agree. I am truly grateful for you, Stefan, and allowing me to be under your wing and allowing me to be here with you on your show today. And because um, this world is not mm-hmm. easy. And when we come out as mediums and psychics, it can be very frowned upon and you have to work through that and you strengthen your aura and you continue the healing and just know that there are good people out there that are willing to hold space for you in the way that you need it. So I appreciate you. Thank you so
0: much. Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on the show and spending some time with us, you know. Um, A different side for this type of thing and people can relate to. you.
1: Right uh on. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, that's going to be it for the show. So thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll have to have you back on uh, for an update. We can always do a revised show and see how things are going at this point. Okay. Um, okay. It's, been, it's been awesome having you on the show. And it's been awesome working with you out in the field. Yes. And uh, thanks for coming to my Paracom where this all began.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, one of my girlfriends recommended you, and it has been a true blessing. Met a lot of cool people, a lot of network, um, and that's what it's about. And you know what's more beautiful, mm-hmm. Stefan? It's here at home. Like, Not only is it beautiful mm-hmm. to expand everywhere, but it's mm-hmm. nice to be here at home and mm-hmm. have the same support locally. So I appreciate this.
0: Absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us, and you have a good night. And like you I too. said, we'll be talking soon.
1: Okay, right on. Thank you, guys, and thank you for everyone who listened in today. Take care.
0: Bye now. Bye. And that's going to be it for the show. You know, Deborah Romero. If you get a chance, transcend with Debbie. You know, I was I did a little uh, quick bit on the show, just like this, just talking about things and things that we go through and things that we experience each and every day as we go out there in the field and this paranormal universe that we're all part of. Uh, we want to get out there and really uh, experience it and it's always great to share these moments with other people who are going through life and experiencing the same thing so with that being said thank you guys you can check us out on iheart you can check us out on history fm uh apple itunes now you know of course live paranormal and you can see the show and follow my other chibi show still on paraflix which is paranormal all the time 24 hours a day on Paraflex. all right you guys we will see you next time right here on my darkest out